Hey everyone, this is Let's Get Practical, Daryl Girardier, and today we're talking about how to convince your boss to give you money. Let's do this. Welcome to Let's Get Practical. This podcast is about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter and noise and getting straight to the point. And today we're getting straight to the point on how to convince your boss to give you money. Now, there's a bit of confession here with this. I'm going to admit the title is slightly clickbaitish. In other words, this is what the podcast is about. It's about how to convince your boss to give you money. But the reality of it is it's how to give, convince your boss to do what you need them to do. Um, and sometimes that requires money. Sometimes it requires authority. Sometimes it requires permission for that matter. We've all got some sort of thing that they're working on, some sort of dream that you want to get knocked out, you want to get done. Maybe it's you want to bring another staffer on board. Maybe you want to build a new welcome center. Maybe it's you need a new computer. You've got something by which you need to have happen, but you know what? You have to go to your boss. You have to go to the person above you to say, hey, can we make this happen? Or maybe for that matter, you have to go in front of a committee. I don't know what your current situation is like, but you've got some entity, probably a boss that you've got to convince that, hey, I need your help doing X in order to make this happen. So how do you convince that person? How do you convince that person that what you're wanting is actually not only the best thing for you, but the best thing for the church? Well, I think it really all boils down to one thing. And if you can master this one thing, then asking for those things that you want to get are going to become a whole lot easier. And that one thing is this. It's you understanding what type of leader you're working for. Now, when I think of leaders and when I think of going and asking a leader for something, a boss, if you will, for something that I need for my team, for my budget, I really kind of put them in two categories. So I want to know who I'm working with and I want to break them down into two different categories. And if you understand these two categories and you really understand who you're working with, it's going to become really easy uh, to get what you need to get your job done. And so here are the two categories. The first category is this, am I dealing with somebody who is what I would call is a head leader? In other words, they tend to think with their head. They're analytical. They're detailed. They kind of go through everything with a fine tooth comb. They dot the I's, they cross the T's. They're the kind of person who probably tells you, hey, you're missing the Oxford comma in your sentence or the paragraph you just wrote. They are really detail oriented. They want to know about the numbers. They kind of maybe even have a, maybe have financial background. There's somebody who really kind of digs in the details and wants to know the cold, hard data. And they kind of really kind of get in the details. And if they're a head leader, if that's the category they fall into, then when I'm presenting something that I want from them, I'm going to play to what I believe they need to make that decision. So I'm going to give them the information that they need. And that information is probably going to be very data driven. So for example, If I'm looking to hire a new staff member, say I would like to have another graphic designer on my team or a graphic designer for that matter, because I'm doing graphic design video, the whole nine yards, I'm going to spend time calculating what I'm doing in my job. I'm going to map out how I'm spending every single minute. I'm also going to be mapping out how many requests that I'm getting from all the other ministries in my church. I'm going to start building a spreadsheet, if you will, of all the time that I'm spending, all the requests that are coming in, the approximate time the requests are taking. I'm going to build basically a giant data bank of 
information by which I can show if we hired a designer or at least give you money to start hiring an intern designer or a part-time designer, we're going to get so much more work done and we're going to set up all these other ministries for success because we're going to be able to get the work done. When I do that, when I give him that data, he'll be enabled to be empowered to make those decisions to help me. He may, he or she may figure out, oh, by the way, well, actually, if you shift this over here or what if we got rid of this stuff, we may not have to do hire another designer, a part-time designer. Instead, we're going to free up more time for you to kind of do other things. That may be the solution. Regardless, though, I'm going to play to their strengths. I'm going to play to information that they're going to need or they're going to want to have in their hands to be empowered to make that decision. Now, keep in mind that no leader is all head or all analytics, but I'm going to kind of probably put that person in a category and and probably give them the information that leans heavily towards that bend, which is more of a head analytics type of information that I'm going to present to them. The second category is heart. And this is somebody who probably thinks more, you know, in their feelings, if you will. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, by the way. I think sometimes we stereotype feelings, people who think in feelings or think with their heart as somebody who is less uh, less astute as a leader, as somebody who's probably more analytical and cold with the information. The reality of it is, is, is when I'm dealing with somebody who's got heart, I'm really thinking story. What's the story that I can help capture them to help them understand why we need to do what we need to do? What's the story and the picture that I can paint for them? So if we go back to that graphic designer um, example that I gave earlier, it would be, hey, here's some information. I did collect some data about this, but let me tell you what's going to happen if we get a new designer. And then what you would do is you would show them stuff that the new designer could do. You could paint a picture of this is what the hallways will look like. This is how, this is how beautiful these things will look if we're able to bring in a professional designer or a part-time designer. And you kind of paint this imaginative picture. Here's what ministries are going to feel like when they know now know that they can have stuff designed in-house. You know, you talk about the feeling, the emotion, paint a picture, paint a very vivid story driven picture about what's going to happen when these things happen. So they kind of really can almost in their own mind, create their own story and then see why you want to do it that way, because you've empowered them to kind of create the story and kind of brought them in. You've kind of helped captured their imagination. Now, again, just like the head leader, nobody's really all heart. You know, they're probably going to have to have some hard data to kind of help cement that, but you want to kind of, again, paint a story for them. You want to paint a a clear picture of what this could look like down the road. So whether it is a buying you a new computer, whether it is you getting a new office space, whatever it is that you're needing, if you need money, authority, you're just needing their permission for that matter, you know, paint a picture, paint something that's vivid that they can really, really kind of grasp and they can imagine and they can, they can go forward with. So when, again, when I'm thinking through leaders, I'm really thinking head versus heart. Now, again, nobody's all one or the other. Usually it's like an 80, 20, 80% head, maybe 20% heart. So I will give them 80% analytics information and maybe 20% a story, or maybe it's the other way around. I'm going to give them 80% of a story and maybe 20% of some analytics, but I'm going to find a way to kind of figure out where they are in that ratio of head versus heart, and then tell the story accordingly. I've worked for leaders who have been head, who know the numbers like the back of their hand. And I've worked for leaders that are heart that really, I just need to paint a really vivid picture, get them excited, get them on board. And then all of a sudden, you know, what I need comes forth because they're super excited about doing it as well. So when it comes to convincing your boss for money, authority, 
whatever permission you're needing, you need to first figure out what kind of leader is your boss and what kind of information are they going to need, whether it's a story or just analytics, spreadsheets, whatever it is, to help make them uh, feel like they're empowered to make the decision. You know, one of the mistakes we make is that we assume that the leaders above us are just like us. In other words, we assume that they're going to be passionate about the same way of looking at the problem as you are. So I am someone who's much more on the analytics side. So sometimes I've realized for me, I go analytics with leaders and I give them all this data, all these spreadsheets. Here's why we should do these things. But the reality of it is I didn't paint a picture for them. And if I painted a picture for them, they would have been so much more on board early in the conversation. In fact, in some ways I almost start off in the negative with them because I've gone the complete opposite direction that I should go. So when you're thinking through these things, you also need to assess yourself and say, where are you and how do you have to adjust your thinking and the way you approach problems before you go to them so you can make sure that you're in the right mindset. And really, honestly, you're in their mindset. You've put yourself in their shoes to help make the right decision for you and for the church. But again, you really need to sit down, really think who you're speaking to. Are they head language, heart language? How do they function? How do they think? And kind of really kind of wrap your solution, your proposal, if you will, around that. And then once you do that, they'll be empowered to make decisions because they'll be much more comfortable with what you're giving them. And hopefully you'll get what you want. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, give us a rating on iTunes or you know what? Subscribe as well. We would love that. Until next week, you guys take care. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.